0: Slash the Codex Cantina. It all helps us in running the show along with commercials, guys. So thank you so much. We're going to do a quick commercial break and then we'll get on with the rest of the episode. Why does the night have to be so beautiful? As I walk through the night, I remember what Mitsutsuka said to me because at night, only half the world remains. Why is the night so beautiful? Why does it shine the way it does? Why is the night made up entirely of light. The opening lines to all the lovers in the night is captivating. And it doesn't end there. Now, maybe you've read Kawakami before. She was up for the Booker Prize for Heaven here in 2022. Or maybe you've read her big kahuna breasts and eggs that came out not long ago either. Can Kawakami have lightning strike three times in a row? Let's talk about it today. All the lovers in the night is a story of a closed-off woman, Fuyuko Irie. And she's a proofreader, right? So her job is to look for mistakes in books, and that kind of turns her off sometimes, even when reading books, because all books have mistakes, right? And she's worked in the same spot for 10 years, has no immediate family that we're kind of aware of, only goes out once a year on Christmas Eve, her birthday, to quote, proofreading is a lonely business filled with lonely people. So, Mieko Kawakami is the master of the frog in the pot. You ever hear that one about how if you put a frog into a boiling pot it hops out, but if you put the frog in and turn the temperature up slowly, he won't notice that it's boiling. Kawakami just gets how society is the pot and we're the frog. There's so many times that we make concessions or we decide to change who we are because of the pressures that we feel from society. The social engine drives so many of our decisions. And at what point are we giving up who we are as frogs to try to match the rest of the pot? Fuyoko Irie. We kind of meet her one main contact in the story very quickly, Hajiri. She's kind of a freelance uh, editor, I would say. She offers EDA a job on the side, and EDA, in the opening part, kind of decides to leave her job. It's She's leaving her inertia, I would say. EDA is a character who, when someone pushes her a specific way, she goes that way, into the societal engine pressure that is thrust upon her. And Hajidi is so interesting. If you've read her book, Heaven, and you've gone to her website, you know that she has talked about how she's read a lot of philosophy of this 19th century German philosopher. Uh, The idea that we can define our own standards. The idea that uh, we don't have to accept what standards other people put upon us. That's Hajidi, who talks about how she's not constrained by society's expectations of what women must perform right? She's going to make her own money. She's going to decide what men to spend her time with, and she's going to decide how she interacts with those men in whatever consensual way she decides. And meanwhile, EDA is taking this in, just shocked that she doesn't do what all the other people in society do. (laughs) And this is the start of the story. Fuyoko is walking through the street and stops at a storefront and sees this reflection that looks unhappy. It looks miserable everything about her looks miserable. Her clothes look miserable. She must have a miserable job, a miserable life because she just doesn't look happy. It's her. She didn't realize she had been in this pot for as long as she had, never really defining herself. And the story goes through, basically, how did she come to be that way? There's a flashback. And I won't, And I won't go into details, into spoiler territory, but we'll say that there's definitions of how Fuyoko became that way, and also about how she's going to define herself moving forward. And that's the central exploration of this novel, is how we choose to spend our lives. And if that's not one of the most valuable things that we can do as people, I don't know what is. There's just so many things we can easily find to distract ourselves right alcohol do we do that to escape or to feel life more right do we drive into our jobs is that to escape our home lives to escape society or is it because we feel a sense of accomplishment it's easy to say there's a lot of existential dread in this novel about who should i be who could i be and defining that for yourself and i want to preface this that the story isn't too heavy on the philosophical side Kawakami is just a master of taking very dialogic type discussions and it's woven in in the background so you kind of nod and get what's happening but it's a very easy very consumable story what's happening on the forefront and that's where I think that opening line is just beautiful the idea of how light reflects off of things right the darkness isn't defined by itself it's defined by the light that shines off of it in the same way that who are we Do we define ourselves or are we defined by what society is reflecting off of us and telling us what to be? And that's just one of the greatest themes that Kawakami explores, is what makes us individuals. Are we going to be the editors of our own life, always looking for mistakes in people? Or do we understand that all books have issues, much like all people aren't perfect? And how do we accept that? How do we recognize what errors are acceptable or not acceptable? In our lives and like usual she weaves together a lot of eastern mentalities in terms of like a crow calling or this exact moment of luck and fate which if you know a lot about japanese history you know that there's this yatagarasu who's this crow who kind of guides fate etc etc i'll leave it for you to kind of explore the story but just know that While you can get lost in the mundaneness of the conversation, you might be missing some of the brilliant philosophical conversations, the brilliant symbology with lights and the crows and the Eastern thought processes behind things that Kawakami is just a master writer. So did she pull off in this book what she did with breasts and eggs or with heaven? I think this is maybe one of her weaker efforts in that regards, but I'm still going to give it a four out of five stars. Not because there's anything wrong, but just because maybe me seeing what my wife reacted to it, maybe the way that she didn't connect with some of the philosophical things, I can see how that might bring it down for some. But for Kawakami, I just if she publishes something, I'm reading it. That's just how good of a writer she is. And I love the ending, but I still wanted more. I just wish there was more pages in this book because I love the experience with these characters so much. Let me know what your thoughts are. Are you thinking of picking up this book or have you already read it and looking for other people's thoughts as well? Did you share some of the similar thoughts or how did you react to Kawakami's writings? Let me know in the comments down below. Feel free to subscribe. I appreciate it. My name has been Una. Peace out.